your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Avalanche fans, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast that's dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche and on today's show, we will be getting to our free agent of the day, which will be Matt Calvert. Uh, JT Comfer has been given his season grade by a poll through Twitter. And we will talk for the first time, not specific players, but we will talk about the draft. We talked about the expansion draft quite a bit, which I'm sure we'll talk about um, a lot more since that's first before the regular prospect draft but what can we expect from the avalanche at this year's draft it's going to be very interesting because the avs don't have a lot to play with uh but we'll talk about that so first things first follow the show on social media outlets twitter l-o-p-n underscore avalanche on instagram locked on avalanche and send questions comments concerns opinions to locked on avalanche at gmail com. So we'll start with our free agent of the day, which is an avalanche favorites. And it's a fan favorite. Uh, and that is none other than Matty Hustle, Matt Calvert. Shortened season for, for Matt Calvert. And I, I skipped over him in doing a season grade uh, you know, and he, cause he only played 18 games this year and I know Bowen Byram played 19 and we still did a poll for Byram, but I thought you had a little bit more to go on off of Byram than you did for Calvert. Uh, Calvert started the year, you know, with that pink visor <clears throat> and that was like the first thing people noticed. Uh, and after very briefly taking some ribbing from clearly teammates and some fans, uh, the, the. The discussion turned to, well, there's a reason why he's wearing that. And, you know, he has a history of concussions that helps filter out the light somehow. And he was giving it a shot. And I, I don't, you know, he plays a, a tough game. So I don't know how much the visor would have helped over the course of a season just because he's built to go in there and mix it up. That's his game, and that's what makes uh, that's what makes him a fan favorite. So he only played eighteen games. Let me get to uh, you know time frames because it was all front loaded all at the beginning of the season. So let's see on on the year only three assists for Calvert, and he was in and out of the lineup. So you know started the year on time, uh, January thirteenth against St. Louis. Played up until January 24th and then was out for almost a month. He came back on February 20th. So just shy of a month before he came back. Played a few games and then from February 24th until March 8th he was out. uh, And then played a handful of games. He went from March 8th right through to March 23rd. Uh, so it's two, four, six, eight. So nine games after he came back from that. And then that was it after March 23rd out for the last, what, month and a half of a season. So, uh, you, you just, 
every time he went out, it was for an extended amount of time, uh, including when he went out for good at the end of March, never came back, including the playoffs. So you got to ask the question, is, is this a guy that the Avalanche bring back? The fans no doubt want him back. And I think the Avalanche would love to have him back. They love guys like him and his compete level gives you a hundred and ten percent every single shift uh, they need guys like that and at the beginning of the year when we kept talking about the avalanche and their depth he was part of it uh people were excited for you know uh, whatever line matt calvert was going to be on and you know things look good at the beginning of the year but he's 31 years old now uh his birthday wow i didn't know this he was, he was he's a christmas eve baby so he will turn 32 a uh, couple months into the season next year. Do the Avalanche bring him back? Uh, this is a this is a big big question mark because you can see, you know the the reasons why you do is what I just said. His compete level, the the fans love him, the franchise loves him, the locker room loves him. What he gives you is is second to none. He's not going to be putting up you know, points left and right. It's, he is a do the little things player. And the Avalanche need guys like him. On the other end, you can't ignore injuries and you can't ignore the type of injury he's have. He has like, it, it, this is concussion stuff. And everybody knows once you get a concussion, you are so much more susceptible to getting them again and again and again. And now it's getting to the point where, how much of his health is at risk here? I don't care if, you know, Matt Calvert plays for the Avalanche again. I don't care. If, I, I, I would rather see him retire and live the rest of his life healthy than go out there and keep risking it. But if the doctors say he's good to go, uh, you know, then, then that's the word that the Avalanche will take. And if they genuinely feel like, you know, they're, I'm sure they're going to have many sit downs with their team doctors and say, is, is, you know, can he give a full season? You can never say like a healthy season because you never know what's going to happen. But just when it comes to concussions, and that's a tough, tough question to answer because, you know, a hit that, you know, a, a healthier player can absorb, he can't. So it's a risk. I don't know if the Avalanche bring him back for those reasons because every spot on the roster, every spot on every line is so important. And for the Avalanche, a team that is going for it, I don't think you can subject uh, any one line or any one player in that line to be a question mark. And I, I, I'm kind of – I always – kind of err on the side of caution when it comes to concussions. I hate seeing players, even guys like Sidney Crosby, who who has, you know, miraculously played a very long career having really severe concussion problems. Maybe he's just learned how to play with it. Maybe he's learned how to avoid guys, but he, he plays a pretty aggressive game, and so does Matt Calvert. So I'm more coming from a concerned uh, fan than wanting him back out there selfishly. And I think that's what the Avalanche have to weigh on if they want to bring Matt Calvert back. 
because if he says I'm not done playing, I mean you can't stop the guy. I mean I think the only guys that, that only people that can stop him are doctors and his family. Uh, and he says, all right, you know, if you guys don't want me, I'll just go find somewhere else to play. You just, if, if that's his choice, you just hope he's, he's safe because concussions are no joke. Um, so for the avalanche, I just feel like they move on from him. Not thrilled about that. Uh, I mean, if they were to bring him back. Uh, it I, it wouldn't be let me see what he was I don't remember what he was making last year let me bring that up quickly because he's on uh, where was he so he had an AAV of two point eight five that yeah that that that's you know that's high that's high for a guy who you know just from a a uh, standpoint of how many games he's giving you that that's not it so. This could be, you know, I think this is where the Avalanche move on uh, for for a multitude of reasons, uh, and the injury thing being one of them. And maybe it's one of those things where they, maybe if if it's bad, if the doctors are talking about it and they're kind of saying like, no, he's he's, this is a dangerous thing. Maybe they kind of have a talk with him and say like, look, man, like you have a history of concussions. And, you know, why don't you take a nice job within the franchise, a nice cushy job. You can be an advisor to somebody. Didn't, didn't the, somebody just got hired. Two brothers just got hired to be advisors for the GM. What what is that job? I want that job. Uh, So maybe they do that for him. Keep him in the franchise. Keep him involved with the avalanche. Fans would love that, that he's still attached to the team somehow. Again. But if the doctors say he's good to go, he's good to go. I just don't think it's going to be with the Avalanche. This is the this is the type of guy that the Avalanche probably move on from. Uh, they gave it a go last year, but um, he, he's he's the type of guy that they need to replace from a standpoint of you just don't know if he's going to stay healthy. So that's the big question mark for for Matt Calvert, unfortunately. All right, so let's hear from a couple sponsors of the day and then get to the season grade for JT Confer. Uh, First, we're going to hear from the no longer called Locker Room app, which is now Spotify Green Room. And Green Room Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you are in, you can talk with me and other fans in real time about your Colorado Avalanche. I will be hosting a green room on Thursday. I typically get them going between 9.30 and 10 o'clock, uh, depending if the kids can go to bed on time. And uh, yeah, that's the one time every week fans come in. There is a chat room. If you don't want to be involved in the call, which I have multiple people that are involved with the call or interacting live. If you don't want to do that, Maybe if you're too shy to do that, completely fine. There's a chat room that you can take part in, which is uh, just as active. So uh, it's just a lot of fun to connect with you people. And uh, that becomes the show for Friday. So uh, it's the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league or your teams. And you'll find fans just like you on the Green Room app for watch parties, debates, 
post-game breakdowns when the Avalanche play again, and, of course, reacting to the big news and rumors and throwing around the idea of what to do for the draft, maybe the expansion draft. We might do something for that, which should be fun. Uh, So go download the Green Room app now. It's currently available on iOS and Android devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join me, my group, Locked on Avalanche, for the latest updates. So, uh, once again, Thursday, as close to 9.30 as possible. Sometimes it's at 10 o'clock. So go download the Green Room app now. Also brought to you by Built Bar. It's the best-tasting protein bar Ever. And did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious constant flavors? Plus, they throw in the occasional limited time flavors. And everybody has their favorites. And you know me, I have said multiple times I'm a peanut butter junkie. So, peanut butter brownie and just the straight up peanut butter are probably a couple of my favorite ones. But they also have double chocolate, salted caramel, mint brownie. There's something for everyone. And if you don't know which one to try, you can get a mixed box where you will get two of every flavor that's right you get two of each of the nine flavors and not only are built bars fantastic tasting they are healthy most of the flavors contain 17 grams of protein 130 calories four grams of sugar four grams of net carbs while a few of the other flavors have 18 grams of protein 180 calories five grams of sugar five grams of net carbs nine amazing flavors all tasty and all healthy go to builtbar.com use the promo code locked 15 and you will get 15 percent off of your first order that promo code once again is locked one five for 15 percent off at builtbar.com all right so our next player up for our season grade which is voted on by the people of twitter Uh, Put a poll up, and you vote and comment. And we're doing it alphabetically, like we did last year. (laughs) And Comfer got a lot of votes, and uh, some people were were passionate about JT this season. So I'm bringing up the results for it now. And he was at 3%, gave him an A. So some big JT Comfort fans out there. Um, 25% gave him a B, 51% gave him a C, and 21% gave him a D slash F. So with 51%, the C wins out for JT Comfort. And I, I would agree with that. Um, I, you know, I feel like he still has more to give and and consistency is the key for JT Comfer. He just doesn't seem to be able to put a collection of games together where you feel like he's turned the corner. And I said it in yesterday when we were talking about Tyson Jost and his uh, free agency, how those two guys seem to be the guys that were just kind of like linked together. They're kind of like linked in the into the fact of like that you, you you kind of feel like they should be taking the turn together, which makes sense. You know, they're only a couple years apart from each other in age. You, you know, they 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 just you feel like both of them should be ascending at the same amount of time, and it's just seemed like it's taken Comfer, who's the older of the two between him and Jost. So he's at the age where. I think what you're getting from him is is what you are going to get. 
Jost is a guy where you, you feel good about the the turn that he took last year. Hopefully he can improve upon that. Comfort, I mean, he's at that spot where it's just like, okay, like I guess you're a, a bottom six guy. You'll give us a good game, uh, but we just don't know when that's going to be. And throughout, you know, the, the season, he was, you know, he disappeared at times. Uh, but he'll give you he'll give you a goal every once in a while, and he'll give you an assist every once in a while, and then the second to last game of the year, a hat trick. It's just like man, like great, that's that's awesome, uh, and those were big games, obviously. But it's just too too few and far between. Now he did outscore Tyson Jost uh, on the season. He had. 10 goals and eight assists for 18 points. And he played, I think it was like six less games than Joe's. Let me check that really quick. Yeah, he did. He he had 18 points to Joe's 17 and Joe's played in 54 games. The Comfort played in 48 games. So why are we saying that? So why are we so high on, you know, Tyson Jost and not JT Comfort? Uh, for me, it's because Jost does uh, a lot of little things, not to say that JT comfort doesn't, but I just, I think people were more comfortable with, with Tyson Jost towards the end of the year. Jost got more consistent towards the end of like maybe from the midway point on Tyson Jost got a, a more consistent game out of him game in and game out. And you didn't get that with JT comfort. That's the difference. Comfort, like he he has the ability to to score, and he has the ability to score more than this. You know, I I, I he so let's see. Okay, Jonas Stanskoy had 17 goals, 14 points, 31 assists. You would think that, you know, maybe a few years ago, say like three years ago, you would think that JT Comfort should be trending in that direction. And you just don't feel that way anymore. This is this is what he he is. And uh, it, is that is that someone that the Avalanche want around? I like him. I do. I I like JT Comfort. I think he plays hard. Um, there's those games where he plays so good, kind of hold me over. The games where he plays well, and he, you know he's out there. You know he's out on the ice, and he's playing so well. He's playing a great defensive game. Uh, he kind of will mix it up. He's not afraid of anybody, which is a good thing. Uh, you you like to see that. So whenever he has one of those good games, it kind of like I, I go back to defending him. And then he'll kind of disappear for two or three games. And it's like, where are you going, JT? Like, I can't keep defending you this much. And I always defend him. And, I, and I've said so many times in the past that I like the way he plays in the postseason. But I need him to play that way in the regular season. I can't go 82 games and then, uh, you know, and then you start picking it up. Do it for the entirety of the season. And, and again, it's not to say that he's not trying. He's out there trying. I don't think he's just going through the motions. But just something doesn't click with him. Maybe it's, you know, being on the the, the bottom six, maybe it doesn't help him. But he should be the one of the best players out on the ice if he's playing on the third or fourth line without question and doesn't seem to happen so that's kind of a, a little concerning for uh for me and i'm sure the avalanche 
And we talked about him yesterday too because the that Oilers website threw out a trade for him. That's the other part of it. You know, he is what's he making? Three point uh it was like three point five, I wanna say. Maybe a little bit high, three point nine, maybe. Let me see. Three, three point five. So he's making that for next season, and then he becomes a unrestricted after uh he's got two more seasons, I'm sorry. So he's got two more years and then becomes unrestricted. That's the other side of it. Is how he's playing worth three point five million? I don't think so. I don't think he's off by by much, but you know you have other guys in that realm. Uh, Jonas Donsker is making three point nine. Okay, I could see I could see that. Nishuskin's making two point five, and you 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 would have definitely have to say Nishuskin is playing much better than Comfer is, and Comfer's making a million more. So, is it a cap thing for the Avalanche? He could be a guy that's on the move. He could be one of those those guys that. You know, they like, but uh, I think they want more out of him. And there might be a team out there thinking he just needs a change of scenery for him to get to that next level. If the Avalanche are happy with where he is, then they keep him because he's he's not going to be that guy. Every once in a while, you'll see him get bumped up to the second line. And I think Jared Bednar does that maybe to give him a little bit more confidence and Maybe catch lightning in a bottle. Maybe catch that that time when you know uh, you haven't had. He, he's kind of disappeared for a few games, so maybe he's due to have one of those good games. And maybe I can just hit it, like sh- strike it at the right time, where I bring him up to the second line, and he plays one of those good games. Uh, you just never know. You, you never know what you're going to get at a JT Comfer. Again, I like him. If the Avs end up, you know, keeping him and not trading him. I'm honestly okay with that. I really, really am uh, because I, I still feel like he can be a little bit more consistent. Um, I just don't know. He, and I'm not saying his name is going to be thrown around out there a lot for, uh, you know, trade rumors, but it would make sense. It would make sense in a lot of different ways. It would make sense in a, a cap way, um, and it would make sense to maybe kind of invigorate his – his career, and maybe that's what the Seattle Kraken are looking for. I think he'd be a good fit for a team like Seattle. Start brand new uh, on an expansion team. They might, you know, give you a little bit more weight on your shoulders than the Avalanche will, and maybe that's something he wants. So I think Confer's a guy that you need to watch in the in the off season for the Avs because would not surprise me if they move on from him as well. So we shall see. One more sponsor to get to, and that is betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. You got the baseball season in full swing. Our hockey is coming down to the wire. So is the NBA. Uh, You can even bet on UFC and MMA action. Get all the latest news, odds, and all of the info on your sporting bet needs before the next pitch, before the next puck drop. Before the next three-pointer, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Just don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the games as your teams make their playoff runs. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up 
And when you do, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. When you use the promo code locked on, bet online, your online sportsbook experts. First, we have the expansion draft, and we will definitely be talking more about that as it gets closer. And then shortly after that, you have the NHL prospect draft and the avalanche. Again, this is another thing that the avalanche are involved in. That is going to be interesting. Everything that about the avalanche this off season is uh, it's kind of like must watch. Do they, how active are they in every facet in signing their free agents, signing league free agents, uh, you know, with the Kraken draft and obviously with the prospect draft. Because the Avalanche, and we've said it before, they don't have many picks. They gave up, uh, obviously, the two the two uh, second-round picks for Devon Taves. So they don't have that for this year or next year. Uh, they don't have a fourth, fifth, or sixth-round pick for this year. All they have, first, third, and a seventh. So, you know, on shows like this, we talk about it, and the things I'm going to throw out could very well not happen. Could be very basic. Avalanche just say, we have our three picks. We're going to stay there, and we'll get three guys and see what happens. And they do have a first rounder. They're picking 27th. Pretty sure it's 27th. So they do have a first round pick, which obviously holds value. And you've proven that you can find some, I don't even want to say diamonds in the rough in, in the third rounds and some of the later rounds, you know, with the guys like uh, Jean-Luc Foudy, who was a third round pick and uh, Sampo Ranta was a third round pick. So, you know, you, you have the ability to find guys, but do the average, because I've, I've been going through these prospects uh, and I'm, I'm still kind of sifting through them and, and getting info on these guys. This draft, last year was a very good draft. Uh, I'm not just saying for the average, I'm just saying the, the, the prospect pool. It was a good draft. This year is a good draft, but it's not like last year uh, where there were kind of like standout guys in, in last year's draft. This one is a little bit, everybody's, so far, I just feel like everybody's kind of like on the same playing field. And once you get past those top, I'm going to say six, seven, eight guys, um, when you when you do like research for prospects, like the first thing that I'll look at is there's always that blurb that has like shooting, skating, uh, compete level. And it's always like, uh, you know, elite above average, average, below average, or, you know, terrible, which nobody's in the terrible realm. But almost all of these guys are in that above average, average, below average. Nobody has anything elite about them. So, and that goes for outside of, maybe even outside of the top five. Uh, and, And I, to me, and I'll talk about it later, maybe even on the national show, Owen Power is going to be a very good hockey player. I don't think he should be the number one pick. That's a conversation for another day. Um, and not because uh, he he's not deserving of it, but uh, the team picking needs something more than what he can offer. But even him, he has nothing elite about him. 
uh, you know, last year you had elite things about the top 10 guys in that draft. So because of that, because after you, once you get outside of those, those expected top, maybe five to eight picks and everybody else is kind of just even keeled and they do some, they do some things very, very well. There could be a reason for the avalanche to maybe trade out of the first round, pick up uh, a second round pick that you, you lost and maybe you get two second round picks. Maybe maybe you you drop you you drop out of the first, pick up a second, and then maybe you know I don't know if you're going to get two second rounds for a first rounder, but you pick up picks. I don't know where they would be. Maybe they're a second and a fourth, and now you've picked up that second and fourth round pick, and you've gained an extra pick for this year. And because these players are kind of just all even. And what they can do, uh, your 27th pick might not be that far away from wherever you dropped down into the second round. So you dropped to 35 or something like that, or 38. There's a very good chance who you wanted at 27 and you dropped 10 spots down or 12 spots down is still there. So... It's a possibility. I think the I think the Avalanche could get a little bit creative because they need to pick up some. Do they need to pick up picks though? As I'm saying it out loud, we've said it many times before. They've done so much damage over the past few years, good damage, in in stockpiling picks, and maybe that's the mindset they have this year. Is just we we were the aggressors for the past several years to gain all of these draft picks and all of these prospects, and now we have three picks this year. We're happy with that. And we'll just take our three guys. We have a great prospect pool. We have a good youth movement. Uh, some of those guys will be coming up. And and let's run with it. That could happen too. So it's going to be interesting. Everything about what the Avalanche are going to do this offseason is going to be interesting, including this draft, which I always love. So we'll keep an eye on it. Any trades that might happen. Uh, but that'll be it for today, everybody. Thank you for tuning in each and every day. It's always appreciated. And uh, who's up next in the poll? Poll is Jonas Donskoy. So his poll will be going up uh, tomorrow, or depending on when you're listening to this. It'll go up Wednesday afternoon, and that'll be up for a full day. So Donskoy is next up for his season grade, and that should be a, a good one to talk about. Had a good year. So that'll be it for today, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Here's Jovi. Go, Abs, go.